Welcome back to Trek Geeks Game Night, USS Hathaway. This week, we are doing part two of And So It Begins. We'll join the crew, and I will recap them. So, last episode, my players... We were given, or you were given a mission to go to a planet and look into a metal that was found on the planet during surveys and that to try to retrieve some lost engineers that were surveying and that, if possible, take them off the planet without letting anybody know or if maybe negotiate. So, I believe we attempted to go down to the planet, and in the process of going down to the planet, you discovered uh, some metal that you sampled because you weren't able to transport it due to its instabilities, and you were unable to find the crew. You did find the wreckage of a, of a shuttle that you transported back up, and then you started to leave the planet... And due to some mistakes and rolls, your shuttle was discovered, and you were attacked with, uh, you were attacked by an old, two older type of atmospheric f uh, aircrafts, like planes, and they shot you with two missiles, and the missiles had the same material that you're working with, the very dense, uh, heavily massed. I, uh, material, and we left off with you guys getting hits, and we didn't roll for damage, did we? No, we did not. The spear took two missile hits while escaping from the island. Yes. So, what we're going to do is our first roll of the game is going to be my roll, and we are going to see if you take damage. You did get hit, but let's see if you take damage. Let's see if your shield absorbed at all. Now, what we're going to do is the rolls are going to be D6s. And if I roll, a, I'm going to roll two D6s. If we get effect, then we'll roll D20s to see what was hit. As long as you don't disable, a si as long as you don't disable, or I'm sorry, as long as you don't destroy a system, well, you should make it off the planet just extremely damaged. If you get bad rolls, you risk the shuttle coming down with extreme damage. So I suggest not getting bad rolls. Well, let's see what we roll good, here. I'm going to roll the D. <laughs> I'm going to roll the 2D6. Excellent plan, Lieutenant. You know what? I'm actually going to just use the challenge die. Let's see what comes up. I'm going to roll two challenge die. If there's no effect, your shields took it all. Let's... Ooh! We have a one and effect. So now I'm going to roll 1d20. Now, even as a shuttle, you shouldn't have an issue with a destruction with one effect. With one roll d20. So... And let's see, starship damage. 
Here is my chart. There we go. So your shuttle took engine's damage. And I believe the shuttle is scale one, right? No. You're, the spear is scale two, isn't it? I'm not sure. Our pilot appears to be unconscious. Ah, yes, we were going to cover that here in a second. Uh, let's look at your. Let's look at the spear. I believe the spear is scale two. And yes, she is scale two. So one breach to engines, and that's just damage. So you did not uh, destroy a system. So with that, what does happen aboard this vessel is you took one shield damage. Okay. We took one shield damage, and we'll write that up here on my little notes. And then, unfortunately, there was an explosion, and your pilot is currently unconscious. And for the listeners, what happened is our pilot slash XO was unable to attend this week's taping due to personal reasons. And so with that, this is how we're going to get him out of the RPG for this session is that he has taken some, uh, some physical damage and he is unconscious. Luckily we have a doctor, but, uh, the GM says you can't wake him up till next session. Sorry, doc. Uh, could I at least, you know, apply emergency medicine to make sure he's stable and not oh, bleeding yes, out yes. or anything? Okay. Yeah. He's not going to bleed out, but awesome. you can totally roll. You can totally roll for that. And here's the other thing, too. Did you guys have no momentum left from last session? We have three. Yep, we have three momentum. Why does that show on my screen? Oh, even I have that written down. Three okay. momentum. Yep. Yeah, so, you told us to write it down. So. <laughs> yep, no, no, that's good. So uh, who's keep track of our momentum? Usually RXO, isn't it? Yeah, that's one of his duties. Okay, well, then it looks like our third in charge will actually take care of that. So, Commander Tall, go ahead and give yourself back uh, three momentum, please, sir. And spear one for each to engines. Okay. Do you know how to do that, Mr. Tall? Um, isn't it not showing? Oh, yes, it is. It's just, it's off my screen. You're right. Uh, okay. Well, well I think I you see three momentum under tall, but I see two in the lower right corner as well. That's where you draw from. And the other thing is I, th- it's actually on the board. So, oh. I didn't do it right then. Yes. So what you do is you just draw. Uh, a sh- do you have ability to draw? There you go. There, there you go. go. That's how you do it. Okay. I Good. figured it out. Cool. Thanks. Well done. So the question is, Captain and the rest of the crew, with your pilot down, you need to decide who is going to pilot the spear out of the atmosphere and back to the right. ship. So as soon as I see that Troll's out, I immediately give a computer command. Computer, engage autopilot, return to base Hathaway, evasive pattern Omega. 
I'm going to actually take the helm because I'm a trained pilot. So am and, I. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm pretty sure I have a little bit more training than you do, Lieutenant. Ooh. It's a pip slap. <laughs> a pip a pip slap. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, you know, I just thought maybe an autopilot would be nice while we get trawl out of the sea and you move into the sea. So, you know, hey, if we want to fly blind for a few seconds, you do that. No, well, no, the autopilot for a few seconds is a good idea. And I'm just going to. For the record, you mean Tretner. I'm Troll. Oh, yes. sorry. That's what I meant. Troll is fine. Are, are you okay? Troll, get out of the or did you take an injury that we didn't see? Are you okay? <laughs> Not that I know of. All right. If you didn't see it, I didn't see it either. Could be a concussion. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to start pulling Tretner out of the pilot seat back to the dock. Okay. And well, I take over the helm from the autopilot and start to pilot us back to the Hathaway. Back to the Hathaway. Good. So with that, we're going to go ahead and you guys make it out of the atmosphere. I mean, obviously, yeah. they're, they're atmospheric fighters, so they can't go too, too much higher than they're already at. So you make it back. You make it back to the atmosphere. And let me bring up your little shuttle go now remember this is got it does have a breach on it so it's going to need to be a little bit of repaired when it gets back to this ship it's going to like cost a little couple rolls or something so you make it back with no issue because these they're not space capable yet but what i do need is i need the captain to roll for docking and because your engines are damaged, it's actually going to make one more difficulty to roll successfully. So for your roll to dock it back up the ship, you're going to need to roll the following. Pull this up to make sure. You're going to roll. Sorry, I'll bring up the sheet now. I need you to roll control. Or I'm sorry. Uh, control con for the uh, for you. So control con for you, and then uh, engines con for the spear. The catch is, it's normally one success, but this time you need two successes because your engines are damaged on the spear. All right. In that case, I'm going to take uh, momentum. Okay. So go um, ahead and on my roll. And uh, Grok, will you please roll for the spear? Yes, Captain. So, Captain, that's three dice for you. Mm-hmm. And remember, what was, what was and the spears? It's going to be uh, engines con, and it always has a focus. And you just barely make it with your two successes out of four dice. I was cutting it a little close. So the the captain uh, captain steers the ship in with pretty good accuracy, but it's been a while since she sat behind a console. Let's let's not uh, let's not lie about that. And it's a little bit rocky. <laughs> <laughs> hey, she a got us here. Like landing. 
I mean, it, it wasn't it wasn't super beautiful, but uh, it was effective and functional. Well, it is uh, crippled. It's not not just you know, Captain. The ship's crippled. Oh well, no, I have a, this is a true. Question. Oh, that's, yes. thank you. Yeah, I cleared it. it. Looks like you already took it. Thank you. So but you it's are. Conf- it's it's configured for Tretner. I mean, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> if I had time to set it up for me, we would be smooth sailing. Uh-huh. So let's move you back to here. So don't do that to me. There we go. So now, oh man, you guys have made it back on the ship. And everybody's back on the ship, except we have an unconscious uh, XO. So what do you want to do from here? All right, Doc, I need you to get Exo to sickbay and get him stabilized. Uh, Grok, if you could please get to work on the spear. Uh, Mr. Etrigan, Mr. Trowell, you're with me. Uh, I think we need to run another sensor sweep of the planet to confirm the location of our missing people and see what's going on down there before we take further action. Captain, we have the the, the that material on the snaglet sled uh, that we have to... Uh, get analyzed as well. Yes, we do. However, it's not a priority. We have secured the sample. We have completed that half of our mission. Our people on the planet right now are my priority. Of course. Okay. So, Brock is staying in, staying here with the shuttle, right? Then yep. we're going to go ahead, and these two are going to be in. Medical and Captain, where are you going? We're going to the bridge. Going to the bridge. Okay. So we'll start with Grok here. You want to go ahead and repair the shuttle? Of course. Okay. So here's the deal. For the repair of the shuttle the repair of the shuttle, since we are technically not in combat, it's not it's not a big thing. You don't have to do anything crazy. But you still got to roll for it to make sure you find out what's wrong. So let's go ahead and do a reason engineering. And if you get one success, okay, if you get one success, we're going to say that you dis- you discovered the parts okay, that you need to get. If you get two successes, we're going to say that you used your magical hands and fixed the problem. If you get three successes... Well, we'll see what happens if you get three successes. Okay. Um, let's see. I'm going to use my uh, focus in uh, warp engines. Okay. Yeah, I didn't specify which one it was, so yes. Okay. And um, I'm going to go ahead and throw in an extra momentum. Okay. <laughs> oh my. Magic hands. Okay. Like there was ever a doubt. <laughs> wow. Okay. So we'll go ahead and give you two momentum back in because I didn't make a breach point beyond three. So let's go ahead and give you back two momentum. Croc is working on the engines with a sandwich in one hand. 
<laughs> when did you have time to get a sandwich? He's that talented. <laughs> so go ahead and age your tool. a replicator, right? <laughs> mm. Interesting question. A ship's got a replicator? Sure. So with three successes, what happens is not only do you fix the ship, okay, you you actually add a capability that allows for a uh, you mess with it enough that and connected a couple things in the process that now that there is a secondary pilot's chair in there, so this doesn't happen in the future. Oh, so basically you have a. It was a design flaw. There, there you go. <laughs> If you notice, these things are pretty thin. These aren't like the big wide ones from TNG. These are little one-seat front drivers, almost like a modified pod from back in the Enterprise era. So what you basically did is there's an additional seat on the side there that had sensors. Well, you connected up the engine controls and pilot controls to that additional console. So now there is a second seat in the process of, you're like, you know what? You're fixing it. You're working it. You're like, you know, this shouldn't happen to happen again. And you're... You just start tinkering with the computer system, and you get it all connected, and you basically modify the spear to have two pilot seats. And you want to write that down as a note. And I look over at um, at one of the engineers that was assisting me. I said, don't tell Trittner. <laughs> <laughs> Might be a little obvious when he sits in there, but <laughs> it's fabulous. Okay. So, that is good. So, now what we'll do is we'll go up to the bridge. And halfway bridge. And right now, our there, our cat, our XO is currently getting worked on. Our engineer is also simultaneously fixing the system. So that and the doctor's down in medical. Okay, so you're up here, Captain. What would you like to do? Yes. Um, I would like Mr. Trowell to please uh, scan the planet again and see if our people are still in the same place where we left them. I would like Mr. Etragon to please monitor communications on the planet and see if he can figure out exactly who shot us down and what they used to shoot us down and what the situation is down there. Okay. So basically, update your threat assessment, please. <laughs> Good call. So let's go ahead and deal with first the... Ops officer, go ahead and roll a, uh, let's do a reason science with the ship assisting in sensors and science. Okay. And I have a focus in sensors too. Good. So that means good. Run that as a focus. Good. And the ship. Ooh. So, with two successes, you do you do get a determination, and you get a sensor, and you are detecting that you're still getting an idea that there might be people in a specific area, but the this metal, this heavy, dense metal, is having a lot of havoc with how your sensors work. But what you do know is that it is in in the still in the same place where it was that little compound that little like prison compound that you guys had detected before that was going to be your second stop until your ship got shot, right? Yes. Okay. They're still there. They haven't been moved. The negative is that there's a, now there's like some kind of feedback coming through your sensor scans as if somebody is transmitting up towards the ship 
at a at a disruptive uh, power transmission. And that's when we're going to flip over to your security officer, who's also trying to scan for signals, right? Incoming transmission signals. I think that's what the captain said, just check for transmissions. Among other things, see what the chatter is down there. Okay. Mr. Etragon, what you've... What you see is you are currently getting a, re- a radio reception. A very, like, high-powered, broad-spectrum transmission. This is what's causing you to have a little bit of issues with your sensors now. And it is coming up and being transmitted almost like laser-beamed right towards where your ship is. So, is, is it a tight beam? Yes. And it's coming from the surface. And it's... Just basically transmitting like a communication waves and what it comes across the screen or what you hear is hello ship, please respond. Can we track the uh, exact source of the transmission? Like is it coming from an official government source or is it coming from somebody playing with radio and they're shut out back? No, at this power level, and if you follow the beacon or follow the the radio wave, it's basically being sent a mile or two off the center of what would be considered the capital of that uh, state that you are in. Okay. And they just said hello, ship. Yes. Uh, Mr. Etchigan, what do you advise? Cat's out of the bag now, Captain. I think you're going to have to talk to him. Mr. Trowell? Uh, yes, I, I I agree with Mr. Etrigan that speaking, that finding out what they want to say is probably the best course of action. I'm afraid you guys are right. All right. Please open a channel on the same radio frequency as the message audio only of Assuming, I'm assuming they cannot receive visuals anyway, but audio only. You're only receiving audio right now, yes. Yeah. Okay. It's not a first contact situation, right? Yes, it is. <laughs> we made a great first impression down there, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, do we need to roll to open the channel? It's, or? it's a zero roll, but I'll give you, I'll give you a shot to grow, grow a little bit more momentum. So, uh, the character that you choose will roll a, or I believe it's a reason, I believe it's engineering. I have to look in the book. I'm not going to spend the time looking at the book. We'll just say it's reason engineering. And then for the ship, I believe it's communications and engineering. All right, Mr. Trowell, please open a channel. Aye, Captain. There's one and the ship. There's two. So go ahead and give yourself two additional momentum. What you, what you hear come across in the com come across the com channel is ship in orbit. This is Prime Minister Lenar, and the voice you hear is 
is a female feminine voice. And she states, we know that you are in orbit. Please state your intentions. Over. Prime Minister Lennar, I'm sorry about our uh, first impression down there. This is Captain Rolara Kell of the USS Hathaway. We are here on a peaceful mission. We merely, we, um, to recover the science team that we believe you're still holding. Uh, they were sent here to get a sample of your very specific dense metal because we're curious about it and it seems that they've run into a little trouble if you could offer any assistance in us recovering them we the federation is an exploratory we are an exploratory people we are here in peace we do not want wish to cause you any harm or start any conflict captain kell out captain thank you for responding my first question is, why did you not ask us for assistance before landing on our planet? Prime Minister, the Federation has very spe specific protocols when dealing with a society that has not yet achieved warp, uh, warp capability. In order to allow societies such as yours to evolve at their own pace, we, we pledge non-interference. Um, we had hoped to recover a sample and our people without your without you being any any wiser to our presence there, but uh, we have failed in that mission, and now um, I humbly beseech your assistance. Interesting. Why did the previous visitors not use such protocols? I am unaware of specifically what happened to them on the surface of the planet. I would be very interest, interesting, interested in debriefing them after this mission to see exactly how they came into contact with your people. Uh, Captain, you misinterpret. I mean the previous people from 250 years ago. That is an even greater surprise to me. I had no idea. The, uh, the Federation visited you 250 years ago? Who visited you? We do not know what their names were. We just know they came to our planet and started taking this now material that we use. We didn't we knew nothing about it and they kept taking and taking until we pushed them off our planet. We do not like visitors from outside our planet coming given here. Given that given that history prime minister, I cannot blame you. Would you allow myself, accompanied by uh, two of my officers, to beam down and discuss the matter further with you? We have no wish to violate your territorial sovereignty any further. How about I come to your ship instead? I'm afraid that's not going to be possible, Prime Minister. As I've stated, your society is not yet warp capable, and therefore the array of technology we have on our ship is beyond what you would develop normally. I'm afraid it's against Starfleet regulation for me to allow you to see the inside of our ship. Interesting. I will allow this, and I will give you a geometrical coordinates to beam down to, and with it you get basically, a th basically an XYZ type of coordinate system. You might Thank have to you. do a little work to figure out what it is. Okay. Thank you, Prime Minister. I look forward to co uh, to continuing this conversation in person. 
very well. And then the comms go quiet. Hey, Doc, is the uh, XO stabilized? That's a very good question. Well, I was just, once he's under control, I was going to ask if you might want to de-blue us. I'd like to make a better impression on these people than pretending to be one of them. Indeed. I, I don't imagine I'll be here much longer. I completely forgot we were still blue. <laughs> yeah, it's a which, problem I, I suffer 24-7. <laughs> which makes interesting because I couldn't find a good visual image of their characters, so that's not real great for us. <sighs> okay. So, we're just going to have to use other characters that we've seen, uh, other character images we've used before. So, Okay. All right, so I'd like us to de-blue, and I'd like uh, a way team to get ready to go down to the planet to meet with the Prime Minister. Mr. Etrigan, I'd like you to come with us. Also, Dr. Zad, um, and Mr. Tall and Mr. Trowell, if, if you are willing to come down to the planet, I would appreciate your assistance as well. Aye, Captain. Yes, yes, Captain. Okay. Be there shortly, Captain. Okay. Um, Mr. Trowell, can you decipher these coordinates? Uh, do you, or who do you need assistance from? Well, uh, I'm not sure who I would need assistance. To, I guess since they're co- targeting coordinates, it would make most sense if Mr. Etrigan could assist as well. All That'd right. You guys can uh, get to work on those. You'll figure out where we're beaming to. Okay, so what I need from you is it's it won't be super hard. I mean, it's it's a planet. I mean, coordinates are coordinates to a point. You just need to know where the reference zero zero is. So it's yeah. going to be just a one success, but it's going to have to be insight science because you're going to, have to come up with it in like well, I guess it would be reason science. I guess it's deduction, right? So reason science. It's only going to be one success. And what does the ship roll? Uh, for this, we'll do computers science. You got the, the ship this time, Captain? Yes. Thank you. Well, I got one success. Nice. The ship has lots of success. It's a happy ship. Wow. <laughs> okay. She got so, back. Right? <laughs> you got two over what you needed. So the question you have, or the questions to you, is what do you want to do with that spare momentum? Can we use it to find out more about the surroundings of this location we're about to beam to? Yes. Okay. So what questions would you have? I mean, what does the surroundings look like? Are we about to beam into a trap? Or? No. After after it's determined how to set up this grid system that they're using, this three-dimensional grid system that they're using, uh, you discover it's basically where you would think the capital and the building that you're beaming into looks large and elaborate. Okay. Sounds like they're putting out the red carpet. 
Are we oh. going to have any trouble transporting into this uh, with the surrounding uh, metal? No, this building that you're transporting into seems to be extremely old. Uh, like, t- older than 250 years old. It's almost just basic stone. Okay. Um, and I'm going to ask uh, Commander Tretners, whoever, the team that works with him on the spear, to have it ready just in case we need backup. Okay. Easily Take done. Rock. Grok. Yes. Got anything in the way of a small uh, signal enhancer that we can drop on the captain in case we get near some of that metal? Kind of like a little modified uh, transporter beacon? Exactly. Hmm. I'll have to I'll have to whip something up, I think. Okay, so who are you taking with you, Captain? Just so I can line them up on here. The whole gang is going. going. Except the XO. Except the XO. Because he can't. Because he's broken. (laughs) He needs some rest time. We could could bring broken XO. Maybe we get some sympathy points. (laughs) We hurt our guy. We're (laughs) not bringing the broken XO. (laughs) Are are we going to have weakened at Bernie's XO? (laughs) (laughs) Right. a sled, after all. Right? Just throw just him on a sled. Out. Oh, Put some sunglasses on him. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> we'll okay. never know the difference. Hey, Guys, so... this is first contact. I need your serious faces. Aw, Captain's being... Uh, sorry, I'm marking up your tokens so it's easier to understand. So, okay, so I got one, two... Okay, put that there. Good, good. Is there any equipment did you want to take with you down there? What was that? Any equipment that you want to take down there? Yeah. Um, Groch uh, ends up um, creating a small uh, little device. It has um, a, a special isotope that's easily tra- uh, trackable. Um, using sensors and uh, transporters to use that that can be enable uh, uh, an enhanced transporter lock uh, when when inside of the material. Okay, so since this is one of those things that you're kind of oh the other thing is you you guys are at six momentum just to let you know. Oh, ah, I'll adjust that. Yep. <clears throat> so. Because it's basically seeing the names on the characters. Mm. I see my name, but I don't see anybody else's names. Same. Okay. And then I see mine, not the captain's. Oh. I see me, but nobody else. Okay. I'm going to work on that. Okay. So because you're basically creating this on the fly, it's going to, instead of having you roll for it, I'm just going to, it's going to cost you momentum. Sure. Uh, we're going to say it's going to cost you two momentum to do this on the fly. Okay. Worth it. So <laughs> well worth it. So yep. now instead of not being able to transport, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be one difficulty to transport. So if they take you someplace 
where this metal metal stops you from being able to be found normally. Now you're going to be able to beam, but it's still going to be at a difficulty. It's not going to stop you. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. So, anything further? Um, I am not going in armed, simply enough, because I like to make a good first impression. But Mr. Etrigan, make sure you have like a phaser in your boot or something, please. Quit reading my mind, Captain. It's rude. <laughs> okay, so you're taking a Type 1 stuck in your boot. Uh, yes. Set to maximum stun. Okay. Good to know. Just don't shoot yourself in the foot. Put the put the double safety on. I'm gonna try really (laughs) hard. I'm not giving you extra time off if you shoot yourself in the foot. (laughs) I expect nothing less. Okay. So with no further ado, if you got nothing else, you're gonna transport down. You ready? Here we go. And yeah, is all fancy. Yeah, or is that pleather? Well, it's what it's alien leather. It could be anything. I like the black lampshades. Cool. All the tiny lampshades on the big chandelier. So let me get everybody's token on here. Everybody's token. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna put your token on the table or on the on the mat, and you guys can move around in the order you want it to be. Actually, you could dump your own characters and move them around. So slide your characters on where you would want to transport into. How do I slide my character oh. on? Grab hold of your name oh. on the and then drop it on there. See, I can grab hold of my name and my name drags, but then nothing happens when I let go. Oh. It shouldn't have that issue. Let me drop you on there. There you go. See if you can move it around yeah, now. I, once you move, once you put me there, I can drag myself just fine. Okay. Right. Hmm. Well, I'll take a look at that. I'm a little disappointed. There's no candy in the dish on the table. Just saying. Okay. So... Um, doctor, what have I told you about eating strange alien candy? <laughs> okay. I don't recall that conversation. <laughs> it was a private conversation. <laughs> Brock is checking out the bar. <laughs> I <see that>. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> also, no, I'm with the doctor. I, if beverages. If I'm not touching it. Candy, I would eat it. I'm just saying. Hey. At least give it a good tricorder scan before you step put anything in your mouth. Uh, <laughs> let me. Here to save us. You know what? We're just going to drag this person over there. I am flattered of the faith you put in me. Thank you. Hey, what you see when you transport is finished transporting is a attractive looking early 40s uh, other species you expect to see here with a male standing next to him over her shoulder. So all of you are Back to normal tinge. Of course, we have one that's always a nice blue tinge. Okay, so... Ah, Captain. Good to see you arrived. Prime Minister Lenar, thank you for welcoming us, us to us to Nalandrin. Uh, please 
I apologize for the uh, previous incursion. I, uh, I welcomed you to our planet. And this here is my uh, minister, Morit. That is the person uh, over her right shoulder. He is our military minister. And we'll be uh, sitting in here while we discuss how to handle this situation the best. Military? I wasn't aware this was a military issue. Well, was it not one of my military military aircraft that hit you? I have no, I don't know what your vessel was that hit us. That was a misunderstanding. Oh, so you admit that it was your vessel we hit. Yes, I already told you we had been on the planet to try and recover a sample and get our people. Oh, okay. I was just making sure. We felt it. We did not anticipate encountering your people on that island. Uh, many people that come to our, our, our planet for our metals are quite drawn by our trap. So I am learning. GM, what's the security situation in this room? You don't see anything overtly. Nothing that sticks out. I mean, it's pretty much unless you pull out something and start scanning it, you can't see anything. We have no armed guards present in the room. No obvious camera systems. Nope. Okay. Grok moves back towards the group. Right. Thank you for joining the team, Grok. <laughs> Did you find any anything good at the bar, Grok? They have some some interesting colored uh, spirits. Ah, do you like that liquid over there? Have you tried it? No, have not tried it. But I like, like I said, it looked interesting. Good, uh, good to hear. You probably wouldn't want to taste that. Well, Prime Minister, our prime, our goal here is that we'd like to secure the return of our people. There was a science team that was sent to investigate the metal recently, uh, three of them. Um, I believe they're being held not far from here, and we would very much like to take them off your hands. I will freely give you these people if you answer some questions for me. I will answer whatever questions I can within Starfleet regulation. Very well. Have you been to this planet before prior to these people that were found on our island? Myself, personally, no. This is my first visit. When I was briefed for this mission, I was told that the team that you recovered were our, was the first were the first people we had actually sent to your planet. So, to the best of my knowledge, no. Okay, so out of character, I believe we discussed that there were people sent here in a duck blind for cultural cultural investigation. Did we not cover that last session? Yes, we, we did, did, but I didn't take notes on it. Oh, <laughs> so what you're doing is you're trying to fib. Well, no, in not in, in, in character. Technically, you'd be fibbing. The character should know that. 
the character should know it, but I didn't take notes on it because I have notes on everything else. So in character, we are going to have to have you roll. Well, poop. So what you need to do is, and we're going to use so many windows on my computer open. That's the wrong window. Come on. Okay. So your character needs to do a presence command. And this is going to be a personal conflict. So it is going to be uh, uh, who has the highest successes wins. So if you win, she will go, okay, if you lose, well, that means she's going to know that you're giving her a fib and will may or may not do things accordingly. Okay, well, I'm going to spend one momentum then, and I'm going to use my focus in persuasion. Okay, that works. I am also going to use a threat. Okay, I'll let you roll for... Oh, you did roll. That's your roll? That appears to be my roll. Okay, I didn't hear the bleep to tell me you rolled. Uh, ooh, I should hide this, but I'm not going to. Oh, Suffering okay. suck attack! <laughs> Let's hear it for the diplomats. <laughs> I see, Captain. First time your people have been here. Okay. Good to know. She then proceeds to hand you... It's almost like an old... Like an old tapestry. Uh, she more points it out. I don't say she holds you, hands you a tapestry. She points out like a tapestry and say it's... It's the thing pointing... Or the thing hanging to her... Uh, right on the on the bulkhead there and says please take a look at this this is from our ancestors many many years ago do these people look familiar to you because this is my understanding what the people look like that were here before well gm what do i see do they look familiar to me they look mm, a bluish tinge With some weird little protrusions at the top of their head. Uh-oh. And Ooh. they kind of... had to bring the doctor down. Uh, they kind of look like the doctor. Doctor's uh, looking around the room, making sure not to get any eye contact question. from anybody. Uh, Prime Minister. Question. Does... Yes. I'm sorry. Sorry. Uh, okay, so 250 years, right? Is yeah. when this Give or take. tapestry... Yeah. Give, or, give or take. So that predates federation yes yeah that's the 21st century early yes. 21st okay century. just wanted to clarify that so we can all be aware yep all right see uh see captain before they arrived we didn't have this bluish tinge in our skin tone oh that is fascinating prime minister i believe this tapestry is 250 years old well our Federation is made of many different species from our galaxy. And the people here in your tapestry, they they look to like they might be Andorians, like Dr. Zad here. 
Oh, they um, look and, a lot like her, yes. And Dorians are merely one of many species who are members of the Federation. It is possible that Andorians visited you before the formation of the Federation, but I do not know. That would be Andorian history. Dr. Zad, have you ever heard about this, this planet before? I have not, Captain. I'm just as surprised as you are. See, the problem we have is when they came, they weren't, my understanding wasn't, they weren't evil. They just kind of put our people to work to get this material that up to that point we did not know. In fact, up to that point, we barely worked with stone. And you look around and this this building is made of is made of stone, but it's very fine cut stone, almost like it was laser cut. Prime Minister, that is that is most concerning. I I knew that I know that the Andorians have a warlike past before they found peace with the within the Federation, but I had no idea that they had worked your people so hard and violated uh, what had, what we hold as our prime directive. Non- I this is something I will absolutely be talking to my superiors about. What was your what was your next question? How would you, uh, you these Andorians now they they are part of your organization you speak of? Yes, uh, Andorians were one of the founding species of the Federation. Interesting. Along with humans, Tellarites, and Vulcans. I am unaware of these other species you speak of. Some of you uh, look Brock different. Hand and says, I'm Tellarite. Good to know. Minister? He's a Tellarite. And she kind of looks back, unfazed. And goes, I have a question for you, Captain. Yes. Since you have accepted these, and she points towards the tapestry, these people into your organization, did your organization also accept the things they have done in their past as part of the responsibility of your now organization? That is a complicated matter. Um, Ah, So is giving back your people, it seems. I get all Federation, all members of the Federation have had checkered pasts. Humans were warred against each other for centuries. Vulcans have a very uh, interesting uh, rights uh, history of um, Vulcan rights violations, especially against females of their species. And Dorians made war in the past. Uh, Tellarites, the first Tellarites, you couldn't even talk to them without insulting them. It's we have Some all evolved. Still can't. <laughs> <laughs> we have all striven to evolve beyond the actions of our past. But I'm sure any reparations you requested of the Federation would be met with due consideration. Mm. I am a just a leader of one of these many countries on our planet. And I do not speak for all of them, but most of them agree with me. We would like to negotiate how you can 
or how the Endorians, as you call them, can help us. For we have evolved very quickly due to their presence in the past. But many of our ancestors did not fare well working on these mines. We were very confused as to why they used our people since they had all this advanced technology and yet they decided to use our people as their personal labor force. These actions would concern me as well. Um, What would you like, why did you come to my planet to look at this metal? What would you like to do with this metal that we have? Do you know? I I do not know the specifics. I know that our engineers were interested in its properties and how it could be used, um, but they needed a sample in order to analyze it to see if it would um, if it would help us build better ships. I, I believe, Mister Tall, you've spent some time, more time with the metal than any of us. What do you think it? Um, how do you see its value to the Federation? Just in uh, in in uh, protective uh, shielding uh, alone. I mean, it could uh, it could uh, create uh, better uh, hull plating for our ships. It could uh, create a whole uh, a whole industry of, of of product just based on the uh, on its molecular structure. I mean, it's it's fascinating material. Prime Minister, you have a great commodity here on your planet, and since. Since your, since your people have already been meddled with violating our prime directive, I am sure the Federation would be willing to open negotiations. How about you give a proposal as to how we can rectify this impasse we have? You want something from me and you want your people back. And yet, what do I get out of this? Well, I would, I would hope you would give us our people back as a good faith measure. I would have to contact my superiors to give you any proposal on trade negotiations with the metal and to see what the Federation would be willing to give you in exchange. I am willing to leave one or two of my people here as in trade while I return to my ship to speak to, with my superiors. Zad looks a little nervous. Brock pulls at his collar. <laughs> Don't worry, Zad. I need you to look at the at the captured scientists. Let's see. I don't need people to be left behind. I already have people. More is just some more influence of your organization. I, I'm not sure I need any I'm more a- influence. I'm afraid I cannot open negotiations in good faith while you are still holding our people. Interesting. Interesting. You want back the people that violated my organization before you helped me? Hmm. I will have to negotiate, or I will have to talk to my panel of ministers. For now, I have nothing further to ask of you. You're free to go back 
to whatever thing you wrote here. And with that, you hear the doors open behind you, and this time you do see people armed. Guys, I think we need more information before we can do anything. We are missing a lot of pieces of this puzzle. Mr. Etragon, what does this situation look like to you? Looks like an invitation to leave, Captain. <laughs> yeah, let's get out of here. We all beam back up to the ship. Very well. Um, let's... Well, and I'm going to contact Starfleet Command and give them a piece of my mind. <laughs> I'm looking forward to this. Okay, so you make it back to the planet. I mean, they they weren't aggressive. They didn't pull their weapons. They just made sure that you followed the hint. They're holding all the cards. Okay, so you have returned to the returned to the ship. They didn't stop you. Like I said, the building is not the metal. It is old stone that was cut with some kind of advanced technology that the people probably didn't have at the time. So there was no no problem beaming you out. So who wants to go where? Grok, can you please work on trying to get, boost our transporters and or analyze the metal, see if we can transport our people out of there? Yes, Captain. I'll see what I can do. But uh, it's going to take some some time, I think. Don't worry. It looks like we've got plenty of time. Okay, so, Grok, you're going to engineering? Yes. To engineering! Okay. <laughs> with, the, with the captain's permission, uh, Grok, it might be prudent to further develop your little isotope trick if we had a way to surreptitiously apply that to our people should we be granted access to them. That could be most helpful. That's, that would be the that would be the tricky part, uh, getting getting to see our people. But yeah, I'm if we sure. can, if we can I'm see sure. them, we can uh, we applaud, uh, uh, give them something. I'm sure we can negotiate a visit from the doctor to make sure that they are physically okay. So yes, get to work on three more, at least three more tags. Four more to include the doctor, so that if we, if necessary, we can uh, transport our people out that way. But I'd prefer if we had a method that didn't involve that. Hey, okay, does anybody? Oop, does anybody go with the engineer? That guy's a no. Okay. Now, where are we going now? I got four left. Who's going where? Uh, Captain. Need- yes, doctor. I think I'd like to try to contact uh, uh, our government on Andor and see if I can delve into uh, any historical records of of our contact here. Yes, any answers on that front would be most helpful. Okay, so where are you going to go, Doctor? Um, I don't know. What, uh, would uh, the bridge be a good place to... I mean, you got your most console. I mean, con- any oh, yeah, console can contact off the ship. Well, so if you want to go to your office, yeah. Why don't I just head to sick bay? That way, I can also check uh, check on the XO. Okay, because I believe you have your own office in there. Oh, yeah, right, the XO. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're transporting around. Why we need that guy anymore? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> He's not going to like that. Okay. And uh, uh, Captain, I, I would like to return to the bridge and run some more scans, see if we can get some more information about where the prisoners may be held. Go right ahead. Okay. I'd like to do some further analysis of these people's defensive capabilities. Okay. I'm particularly interested in trying to determine if there are possible ways to approach um, covertly to where we wouldn't be detected. Okay. Um, to where our people are being held. Okay. So where Probably do you want to go get, in the ship? Uh, the bridge is fine. Okay. And, and I'd like to go to my ready room. Okay. Are you going to yell at Starfleet? Yes, I'm going to yell at Starfleet. <laughs> okay. And we're going to go to ready room. Well, we're going to deal with the captain first, because depending on how that goes, makes a big difference <laughs> on everybody else. <laughs> right? Okay. So let's go to the ready room. Cue musical montage. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna use we're gonna use the TNG ready room. I don't care. I don't think they really have a ready room for your for your class, anyways. Well, it's okay. The TNG one has a model of my ship in it. Right, <laughs> it's amazing. Okay, so again, here we can take these tokens off. Okay, plus it has a fish. Who doesn't love fish? Right. Depends. The watcher eat. They're yummy. <laughs> oh, I don't. Uh, okay. Why not both? Uh, you still have Grok in there. Yep, I got him. Yep. <sighs> he must have two on him. There you go. Okay. Okay, Captain. Okay, please put me through to uh, Fleet Admiral Joe Den. Okay. Yes, Captain. What can I do for you? How does it go out there? Well, we got our sample of the metal, but we're having a little bit of trouble recovering the original survey team. What seems to be the issue? Well, it turns out that the Prime Directive has already been violated on this planet before it even ever existed. Oh. The Andorians appear to have visited here 250 years ago, and it sounds like they enslaved the population to mine the this metal and cart it out. This is civilization that is civilization that has already been tampered with and is just starting to realize how important they could be in our galaxy. That's not good to hear. No, it's not. They are very unlikely to give us back our survey engineers if we cannot offer them something in return. And they're even less likely to let us uh, mine this metal in the future. No, that's... I think you misinterpreted. That's not good to hear that they told you about this. You sent me in blind on purpose. You already knew this. Oh, Lord. Uh, well, Andorians did talk to us about this. And Admiral, you sent me in to do a job. How can you expect me to do this job if you did not give me all the necessary information? We were unaware how much influence they may have had. You have to understand, we didn't see anything with our cultural investigators. Uh, the people are blue! Well, their technology at the time was not very advanced. We were hoping that uh, some of that stuff would have been forgotten over time. 
this material is very important to us. We were, as as humans say, rolling the dice. Has Earth forgotten the Bayou Tapestry? Because I'm pretty sure I just saw its Lantern counterpart. And it was covered in Andorians. Hmm. Somebody knows her history too well. Is there any way we can... What do they want? How about that? I don't know what they want. They want to know what we can offer them. It sounds like they want to be a part of the galaxy. Hmm. The they Prime Minister so young. wanted to come on board the Hathaway, so I believe they would probably be amenable to offers of technology. Offers of technology. And... Uh, I'm they looking at the, re- the Endor- Go they ahead, want Captain. The, it also sounds like they want the Andorians to come back and pay for the damage that they have caused their society by helping them further. They, the Nalandrans, didn't even know that this metal existed until the Andorians forced them to harvest it. We are willing to open negotiations, as stated before. I, it's unfortunate that you were had to be privy to the knowledge of the Andorians' mistakes. But this is very important to us, this material. So with that, we are willing to send Federation negotiators to assist in establishing trade of a fair value. The question is, can you get our people off without... How long would it it take your negotiators to get here? I'm trying to remember. Does anybody remember how long it took us to get here? I didn't write that down. I think it was three days. Only three days? Okay. Well, they're not going to be in a very quick ship. They could be there within a week, Captain. That's a week that our people would be rotting away in a cell. What what can you authorize me to offer them in the meantime? Ask them what kind of things that their society needs to flourish. I mean, depending on what they're missing, we could talk about maybe replication technology for food and such. We could limit the replications replicators abilities it's a little hard to negotiate with somebody we don't know what they want i think that's their idea admiral they want to hear what they can only imagine what we could offer them and they want to hear it from us before they make before they ask for anything With that case, then, um, replicator technology is a possible trade. See if they would be willing to take that initially. Okay. As the uh, Andorian members of the uh, Federation Council, have they made any statements regarding this planet or any apologies that might go over well? An official apology from Andoria? You know, you know, Andorians, they're a little headstrong when it comes to stuff like that. Yeah, my doctor's one of them. 
Yes. I had forgotten about that. I Trust me, she was a little surprised to see uh, her ancestors represented on a tapestry on an alien world. It's amazing what influence we can have amongst people who don't understand our technology, isn't it? Influence. The Andorians abused these people. History teaches us things. Unfortunately, it can't be corrected. Do the best you can, Captain. Thank you, Admiral. Captain Kell out. And with that, the screen closes. Is there anything you want to share with the crew before we move to the next scene, Captain? Or with a particular or a particular character? I want to go, uh, is Dr. Zad on the bridge or is she in sickbay? I believe she went to sickbay. I'm going to yes. go talk to her. Okay. So that, with that, we'll go ahead and skip or, uh, move to the sickbay. But what we'll do is we'll do Zad's scene with communications before the captain arrives. So let's go ahead and move you guys over to the sick bay. And there's Dr. Zad. And oh yeah, let's put our our broken XO on there because, you know, he brings interesting color to the screen. <laughs> oh yeah. Get the old classic beep beep noise as his Vitals get checked. Can you like cut his token in half or something? Oh, no. I have repaired that part of him. That'd be rottenly awesome, but no, I can't, sadly. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Doctor, how would you like to handle the situation? Um, I've put in a request to speak to one, someone. would it be a council or the government who? Well, they have a Federation ambassador. Yeah. Maybe that's a good place so to start. You can talk Put in to... a request to speak to, to them um, regarding the situation. Okay. So we can open up a, or we can do a conversation with the Federation ambassador. No problem. Okay. So you get a you get a communication, and it states that, or a message saying that the Federation ambassador is available to conversate. Basically, how do you send the message? What's in the message to this Federation ambassador to get his attention? Hmm, good question. Um... Uh, oh goodness, I'm not quite sure how I would word that. Uh, something along the lines that uh, we are currently on a Federation mission that uh, looks like we, um, we as as a people, as Andorians, may have uh, may have visited a a planet that I do not recognize in our own personal history. Um, and I'm needing more information regarding this. You put this, the system's name in there. Yes. Okay. And you put this information in there, and it's, I mean, 
you're you're not too far, but it's it's a decent time. You know, you figure it takes a good, you know, three, four, five minutes for the message to get there, and three, four, five minutes for the message to get back. I mean, it's it's subspace email basically, right? Uh, encrypted, yeah. Yeah. Well, in what you would think would be the minimum amount of time that the message could do a round trip, it automatically has a response. Oh, that sparks my interest. And it gives you the channel and tells you that the Federation ambassador, uh, I'm getting his name now, man, and Dorian's in their names. Let me tell you. <laughs> names are always a pain in the ass. Okay. The ambassador's name is Kassas. K-E-S-A-S-S. Thequirith. T-H apostrophe Q-I-R-O-T-H. Kassas Thequirith. And the, you're going to have to say that last name again because I don't know that it'd be proper for me to address them as Kassas if that's their first name. Well, ambassador be fine, but the queerest. T H apostrophe Q I R O T H. Okay. And do you open the channel? Yes. Okay. You hit the button, the channel comes up, and it basically, in the interesting way that that screens would have actually marks because that's that's the way it works is someplace on the screen there would be some kind of marking and in it says is in uh level five encrypted there's like a little a little border on the screen and it's got a little thing that says it's encrypted at like level five which is really high i mean you're not you're a doctor not a you know a secret operative or anything but you know that it's one of the highest encryptions that you can have Okay, is this would this be a good time for me uh, to possibly ask the captain to join me? I would imagine she would. Okay, have access to that option. Do you want the captain to hear the conversation with an ambassador and you? This is an Andorian ambassador. I'm just making sure. The Andorian might be more willing to talk to you than if you have a random trill in the room. Not just any random trill, though. Well, to them, I'm a random trill. <laughs> okay, I, I will attempt to encrypt it or decrypt it. Um, I well, it's not imagine the, I, your, your communication. I, what it is it's telling you is your point it's to just point. It's very important. It's encrypted. So that means whatever, even, even the ship itself isn't okay. reading into this. Your so port, like your point. Yes. Your okay. terminal and his terminal are talking to each other. Everybody else in between can't read it. All right. Yeah, I'm going to open it up. Okay. Uh, who am I speaking to again? This is uh, Dr. Zad on the USS Hathaway. Interesting. And how can I help you, doctor? Um, well, I, I, I find myself here at the planet mentioned, Nalandrin. Um, and come to find out, it looks like we have some history here about 250 years ago. But I don't recall uh, our ancestors ever exploring this area of the galaxy, let alone enslaving a people. 
I need some information so I could uh, help us on our task here. What what information can you provide? Well, Doctor, uh, we don't really keep records of the places that we have all visited for the Federation to share this information. And I wanted to ask you and talk to you about trying to help with smoothing over this situation within the Landrons. We were a little aggressive. We weren't, we weren't, shall we say, enslaving them. We just, we just didn't help them a whole bunch. Does that make sense? Um, why, how do you come to that conclusion? Why did we not help? Well, they really didn't have a method for compensation. They were very primitive. And we assisted them with their technology advancement, but that was more for us than it was for them, just so that they could be a little more efficient at pulling this material. And they, after a while, did not approve of us being there, and they asked us to leave in a aggressive manner. At the time, we didn't need the material as badly as we do, say, way uh, the Federation needs it because the way the technology is, we need to help the Federation get further along. And this material is now needed to assist with that. Is there any way you could help the captain negotiate this for us? How would you suggest I do that? We are willing to admit our mistake if they're willing to come to a fair trade agreement. Any particular kind of... um compensation that we would be willing to offer is good faith? Mm. It's, it's, well, since we joined the Federation, we really don't have monetary compensation. What kind of compensation are you suggesting? At this point in time, I'm not suggesting anything. I'm trying to gather the information and understand what has happened. Without us, they would be still using sticks and stones. I mean, they've been, we haven't been there for 250 years. They have progressed very well because of our influence. So I think even though what we did may not have been correct, they still have advanced due to our influences. But for us to further advance, especially now that we're finding ourselves in more need of these metals, um, and they are increasingly aware of our part in their past, I, don't you agree that maybe now more than ever is a good time for us to consider more than just admitting? <sighs> 
maybe. It's very hard to figure out what we can do for them because, I mean, short of giving them more technology, we don't have anything else, really. I mean, people... It's been 250 years. Nobody alive that has done that, nobody alive there has lived through it, so it's very hard to understand how to compensate them. Well, after looking at these people, um, from what they used to be to what they currently are, it also uh, leads me to believe we had some uh, more intimate interactions with these people, that these are now part of our family, in a sense. Mm, I see. We have not been there in many years, many, 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 our people have not been there in many, many years. Are they... Blue? Yes. Ah. It seems our influence still continues to alter their lives. Yes. Mm. I will send an Endorian as part of the negotiation team that I just received a message on from the Admiral. He's requesting, it seems, that we send a Federation negotiation team. I will send an Endorian along. I think that would be wise. Um, I, I, ha- I, I have eyes on me as if I know what's going on. So getting someone here that understands what has happened and is willing to negotiate, I think is a very wise choice. Understood. I appreciate your assistance, Doctor. I hope we can make the situation more palatable for you and your crew. And Thank you for your time. And thank you. And you see the message close, or you see the little uh, screen go closed, and then the encryption border goes away. And about that time, here comes your captain. Well, Doctor, I hope your conversation went better than mine. Um, you know, it just it looks like uh, we definitely have extended family. <laughs> uh, from the sounds of it, we will be having a, an ambassador uh, from Andoria coming to assist us with negotiations and helping to smooth over the situation. Yeah, Admiral Jodan is sending a Federation negotiators. They'll be here in about a week. Sounds, though, like we've all been had. Uh, Starfleet knew everything about this situation before we even walked into it. They knew about the Andorian interference. They knew about the possibility that the Nalandrans could have been affected by it, and they sent us in blind. Perhaps that's why they were so insistent on trying not to make contact That was probably the case. Now we need to try to negotiate to get back our people and let the Federation handle the uh, larger negotiations. Uh, Will Andoria issue an apology for their uh, actions here? As my understanding, that was one possibility uh, along with compensation. But um, 
how that's going to go about or exactly what will be said is an unknown to me. But yes, that was definitely mentioned. All right. We may have... uh... I'd like to get our people out of there before the negotiators arrive. I, I have been authorized to offer them uh, limited amounts of technology, including uh, replicators with uh, limitations put on it so that they cannot produce weapons or anything of that sort. Understood. I personally uh, would like to do what we can to limit any kind of negative contact. My people have done enough of that. Yes, the admiral the admiral did not seem happy when I brought up the fact that these people are now blue thanks to Andorian interference. So, with that, you can see the the captain and the the doctor in a little conversation and quandary. So, simultaneously, we have our engineer. Let's see if our engineer can work through Getting the ability to track these people with some kind of delivery system. So, engineer. Yes. How would you like to? How would you like to basically create, or what kind of product or object are you creating to to make this, or inject, or present this trackable material into these uh, these prisoners well i think the easiest thing to do is to uh uh create something that the doctor can inject subcutaneously i mean something she can smuggle in with in in a hypo spray to to, that could be easily injected okay so are you going to put it in a liquid form a misty form i mean how how do you want to do it? I mean, we can work on the injector system once you once you design a material. How about that? Okay, so um, I'm I'm thinking something that that is uh, an isotope base, something that that could be tracked based on, on 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 that earlier design, but obviously it would have to be much 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 smaller. Um, so maybe perhaps um, using like a, a little bit of, of nanotech to um, to inf- inf- encapsulate the uh, the isotope, okay, um, and then having that suspended in in a, a hypospray solution. Okay. So this is going to be a little bit odd in your construction because you're using a little bit of engineering but you're also using a little bit of medicine. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to say you're going to roll an engineering roll, okay? And the product... Okay, so I'm going to have you make... A, I'm going to make you have a roll. And depending on how yeah. many successes you get, then I'll have you roll some challenge dice from there, and then we'll go from there. How's that sound? All right. So what I want you to do is I want you to do a... Sorry, I have to bring up the character sheets again. Uh, I want you to do a insight engineering 
to come up with what kind of materials or what kind of things you can suspend the isotope in safely. And this is going to be an open roll, which means it's just going to be based on how many, depends on how many successes you get is how many D6s you're going to roll. Okay. So how many dice is, how many dice do you want to roll? Um, let's go ahead and, um, we have three, uh, three momentum, I mean, is what we have, um, captain permission to use all our momentum. All? Holy shnikes. All of our momentum? That would only give us two additional dice, though. True. Would you rather request assistance from a crew member? The doc could probably assist. I, I, I authorize one momentum and an assist from the doc. Hey, All right. So you do you call the doctor to come help you create this suspended material? Yes, because I think her knowing what kind of uh, uh, solutions that she would be using in her hypo spray would be useful. Okay. So we'll backfill a little bit and say that you went down there and you took care of a couple of things and then you started this material. So you this would free up the doctor. So the doctor can come down and join you. So doctor, go ahead and put your token on the board. Oh, that was... Hmm. All right, GM. Are you Can not? A, I get assistance. You're not. Why are you guys having such a problem putting your tokens on the board? Hmm. Did okay. I do that? Nope, that was me. Oh, that was you. Okay. If you go to the bio and info tab after you click open your character, you can just pull on your token and pull it onto the screen. That's how I've been doing it. Yeah, don't, what it is, just for a side note, it's don't, don't drag your token picture, drag your name. For me, it works with the token picture, not the name. Oh, does so it? like that. Yes. Okay, I just did that. All right. Okay, so. I don't know how to get rid of it now. I'll take care of it. <laughs> there we go. Okay. It's gone. There are two. <laughs> oh, God, the world's coming to an end. See, okay. we're taking over here, too, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Okay, so let's go ahead and do a roll. Um, can I use, I have focuses in manufacturing and then I have another, uh, transporters and replicators. The manufacturing would work because you're manufacturing a, a material that doesn't previously, previously exist, basically. Understood. Okay. And I'd be assisting with what? For you, you would assist with insight medicine. Insight. Medicine? Mm-hmm. And it'd only be... Yeah, there one dice. Good. So that's three successes. Good. So what I want you to do here is I want you... This is going to be like a, a basic work, pack, work track, but it, we're not making it super long. So what I want you to do is I want you to roll some D6s, and as long as you make at least six work which means total of six between the face numbers and your F or your effects, you'll be successful. Okay, All right. Now. How many dice am I rolling? You're rolling three because that's how many successes you got. Come on, Grok. 
Do you want to roll? Or do you want to use a momentum to re-roll? Well, you only got one. Basically, you got... I said six work? That had been too hard for you guys to make six work. That was a misquote on my part. Because you only got... So, let's make... Okay. So, go ahead. And if you want to re-roll that zero, if you choose, and the one, and if you get uh, two additional, we'll call it, we'll call it good. Because the effect for you as an engineer, because you're in engineering, is going to be... Because you're a miracle worker, right? That's right. Um, I do not have a miracle worker. You do not have miracle worker. I thought effects for oh. you counted. Okay. Hmm. Well, you can still make two more work if you roll a two. I'm looking at at my um my, my talents right now. I'm yep. trying to see if anything can help. You can also spend momentum for work. Whenever you uh, uh, my cautious, whenever you attempt a task with that discipline, you must buy one or more d20s by spending momentum. You may re-roll re a single d20, but that's not challenging. Okay. So, yeah, everything I have is regarding D20s. Okay, so um, if I spend a momentum, I get to roll again? Is that you, can, you can choose to re-roll D6s. Any number of D6s you choose. Okay. Um, and the other thing is you can spend straight-up momentum to buy work. But I need to work, right? And you have two momentum. So basically you're saying if we spend those two momentums, we can just straight out buy the two work that we need? Yes. Or he can spend one and reroll at zero, and if he gets a two, then you're also good too. So it's a risk to reward. Uh, Captain, what do you, what do you uh, suggest? Should I give it a try or go for the easy... Go ahead and give it a try. Okay. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh man. Okay, so and you create this. He's got a sandwich in his other hand again, doesn't he? <laughs> man, Brock and his sandwiches. I'm telling you, magic sandwiches. So you create the you create this suspended material. A, a, or material, uh, product. It's it's almost like a it's almost like a gel. Now, in the process of creating this, because you use nanotechnology, it doesn't even have to be injected. It's just like a little gel. You could put it on something. You can rub it on something. Sure. You could, as long as it makes it makes contact with that person in any way, shape, or form. It is not harmful to the person, and it's absorbed. So, okay. as long as it comes in contact with them, you're good to go. So, Doctor, uh, do you think this is this will be helpful? After looking it over for a few moments, yet again, you amaze me. I think this is exactly what we're going to need. Excellent. Glad to help. Good stuff. Okay. So, now you have your material. So, now you have another tool to 
basically get your people. So that was, we got to take that. Um, making sure everybody's got their, so that, okay. So now we're going to go up to the bridge where Troll and Etrigan are sitting up there and we'll let them do some work and see how they, get, what kind of tools they get you to get your people free. I'm going to go to the bridge. Okay, and Captain's down in medical and then talking to all kinds of people. She is super busy. Okay. What do you want to do, Mr. Etrigan, to add to the tools of getting the people out? Uh, I'm, I'm looking for defensive capability. Um, they seem to detect our ship last time, which I was led to believe they be able to do. Ah, um, recap. If you remember right, there was a problem where Mr. I believe it was Mr. Troll, your ops officer, did a some kind of scan and it caused a feedback, which they were able to detect the energy. If I remember right, he got a bunch of uh, he got a bunch of um, high numbers. He got uh, red dice rolls. Remember? Sounds familiar. He he did a, he did a roll. And it came up like a, a, a success, success, and then a complication. And I took it upset. As long as you don't ship. get a complication, you're good to go. And he got a complication. In my defense, right. it was the ship that got the complication. Oh, okay. That's where that's where it was. There you go. So yeah, I'm looking for ways to minimize that. Uh, possibly to get a strike team in overtly if necessary. Okay. Um, obviously we're, we're, we're heavily on the covert side. Um, probably want to talk to Grok, see if he's had any chance to analyze the metal in case we have to try to get through it somehow, whether that be with transporters or cutting it. Um, basically I just, I want to put together a, a rescue op just so that we've got it in our hip pocket. If it comes to that. Okay. So what systems of the ship are you using to create this plan? Um, well, I would assume that we would need sensor information and okay. comms information. Okay. I like it. So what I want you to do is I want you to do reason. I want you to do security, okay? And the ship is going to do sensors and security. And let's make this not impossible, so we'll do a three successes. Okay. And what what do I put in for the dice pool? Right now, it's two for you and one for the ship. You haven't bought any extra. Do you have anything to us that would make your focus expand? Uh, combat tactics. I'll take that. So you will have a focus. In infiltration. You only you don't get double. You only get one. Right. Oh, I'm just saying. Either, yeah. Either way. Yeah, they're, they're so you're that good. Brings three. Am I understanding that correctly? No, no, no. You still have two dice, but you get to add a focus when it asks if you have a I focus. See. So that means one through five for you should be a critical success. 
Mmm. Hey, now the ship. That's sensor security with a focus. One die. Okay, sensors security. Mmm. So you only got one success. So what you get back is uh, what you get back is your sensors. Your sensors doesn't have a good chance of penetrating anything. Cutting through the material is questionable. However, a physical assault team or physical, you know, team down there could be possible, but you can't get a good interior layout inside the prison. You, you, you're not sure how it's laid out, so you'd be going in there blind. Does it seem like they have a technology level sophisticated enough to detect a, a running tricorder that was mapping if we had a person in the building? Uh... No, they no. What you get roughly is if it wasn't for that feedback from the ship to the to set off that you were on there, they would have to have physically seen you to know you're even on the planet. Their their technology is basically like I said, forties fifties technology, which means they're able to do radio transmissions and stuff like that, but they're their radars are, are low end. Their passive scent or passive pickups are very low end. They they have to have specific frequencies they're looking for or know the frequency spectrum. So not really. I think you get the impression that you know the transmissions from a tricorder would be beyond their capability of even understanding if they were able to detect it at all. Okay. Then I will include that as part of a you know potential tactic of if we were to send somebody like the doctor down, if we could get them to agree to let the doc visit the prisoners to ensure that they're you know healthy and unharmed and all that stuff, have her running an open tricorder scan as she goes to help map that building, mm-hmm. and then you know hopefully she's able to apply the tags. And that would give us a little, a little bit of an edge if we had to go in. Okay. Okay. My, my, my recommendation to the captain at this point would not to be, not to go in. You know, let the diplomats get here. If we have to leave them there for a week, that's fine, so long as they're not being harmed. Okay. Good to know. Operations. What are you doing to to add tools to the captain's toolbox? You are muted, Lieutenant Troll. Oh, sorry about that. That's okay. Uh, I mean, I don't... I'm willing to assist with whatever needs to be done. I don't know that I have anything specific. Okay. I mean, you ain't got... You're, you, you don't have anything to add, then okay. That's fine. Hey, hey if you want to hit these sensors with a hammer, that'd be cool. 
Okay. <laughs> I, Actually, I, I also have something that um, Lieutenant Troll can assist with. Excellent. Go ahead. Uh, w- what I'm thinking is um, now that we have the gel, what I would like to do with uh, with Troll's assistance, of course, or have Troll do it, and I can assist him if needed, but to use the gel to run some tra- uh, test uh, transports uh, through uh, various um, thicknesses of that uh, material, you know, to see how how thick the material can be before uh, the isotope stops working. Okay. Have you smelted or, or designed the thing into a specific shape, or is it just a big old rock still? Currently, it's still the big old rocks, but I can I can work on some of that while he's setting up the initials. Okay. So just to give, give you an idea, so just for right now, we're at like three, four, five hours, let's say five hours after you've transported. If you're going to start manipulating the material, we're going to say that this is going to take a day or two because you have to figure out how you're going to manipulate it, how you can form it and stuff because it's a super dense material that you're not normally used to handling. I'd like to get back down there before we a day or two just- has passed. Yeah, we may just need to fly by the seat of our pants on this one. Yeah. All right. Well, it was a it was a thought. It is, and, and, and totally valid thought. If you're willing to spend the time, I'm willing to work through it with you. I'm just letting you know that that would be, take time to do that. That's not something you can do in like an hour or two. If we end up stuck in orbit while waiting for the negotiators, have at it. But I'm hoping it won't come to that. Or at least go down to the planet to notify them we do have people coming to speak with them. So they're Yeah. I'm right. If yeah. everybody's ready, I'm ready to return back down to the planet and talk to the Prime Minister Lenar again. Yeah, I was gonna say nothing prevents us from doing both. Both. Yeah. We go down, mm-hmm. we talk, we tell them, we try to get Dr. Zad in there so that we get that part of the plan implemented while the engineers working on that part of the plan in the meantime. Okay. So the question I have for you before we do anything further, like going back or talking to her over comms, whatever you're going to do, is how are you wanting to introduce or what method or plan or what method do you want to try to get to introduce this material, this this isotope to your prisoners? Are you going to try to make it in edibles? Are, yeah, it's, yeah, edibles. Uh, <laughs> you do it in edibles? Do you want to do it in... <laughs> <laughs> um, a gel do you want it like you want somebody subcutaneous I mean what kind of ways would you try to introduce this material to the well, it's a gel I was going to leave it up to Dr. Zad to incorporate it into her medical exam since they might not know what a medical tricorder what an exam looks like with a medical tricorder if maybe if she put it at the end of her medical tricorder probe is there a way we could um, we could either do it more like an edible, haha. Or uh, are we able to make it into kind of a, a spray? So, however you want to do it. It, it, like I said, all it has to do is make it. All it has to do is make contact. Whether it's in a food, in a touch, in a mist, it doesn't matter. It just has to make contact with the person, and then it, because it's a make nanotechnology, it, like it will get absorbed. Right, like supplements or vitamins. Yeah, we'll it can that. be any way you want. You know, any, you know just that, so I know, the, the alcohol gel that you use, hand sanitizer. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I guess so. 
because it's not hand sanitizer with that stuff in it. Yeah, it's, it's it doesn't harm anybody. So you could totally use it on you as long as it doesn't dry up or be a long time and touch them. It doesn't matter. I just need to know how you want to do it. So I got to pay attention to how the NPCs observe. By the way, I did give it a name. It's the knee, the, the knee gel. It's the gel that says knee. <laughs> knee. <laughs> Thank you for expanding our geek numbers. <laughs> we went from an eight to a level nine. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> Always glad to help. So you want to do it like a, a hand sanitizer gel? Is that what you're saying, Doctor? Well, that'd be more topical. I think we'd want something more more permanent than just a, a topical, no, it's a, right? It absorbs you, instantly. Absorbs, gotcha. absorbs into yeah. the skin. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You, you so put that in a hand great. sanitizer. Yeah. You clean your hands before you examine the patient. Yeah. It transfers to the patient. Yeah. Sounds good. All right. Hand okay. sanitizer. Good to know. Okay. So now that I know the method of introducing it, now... What do you want to do, Captain and crew? I'd like to go back down. If the engineers want to stay up here and play with their shiny rocks some more, <laughs> they are welcome to stay. If uh, Tall and Trowel would like to do that, then I will take Etragon and Zad down to the planet with me. Okay. Yeah, we can play with rocks. Okay. Do you announce <laughs> your return or do you just beam down there? I mean... We're just going to beam down. Okay. Oh. Cash Good. him with the pants down. Surprise! Oh. Okay, uh, Captain. I do not recommend that. Uh, here we go. Oh. Okay. Oh so we have we have one captain. We have one doctor. Uh, and hold on, where's it? There's a doctor, and we have one. Security guy. Go. Look at that. Okay. Beautiful. Are you ready? No. <laughs> Energize. Energize. <laughs> oh, man. You guys are making me so happy. It's so... Why are you not... trans? There we go. Transited screen. Okay. So, here's what you see. You ready? I shouldn't be here. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm moving your tokens me. now. And there we go. Here's what you see. There's still no candy. Uh huh. What is with you guys in the alien candy? <laughs> uh it's so since, it, since they are part Andorian, Doctor Zad, you probably could eat their candy. I think it's so. So what you? notice is it's like i don't know like 11 o'clock their equivalent world at night uh-huh. so you beam down there uh and there's nobody there this never happens on the tv show can we take a quick pan while we're down here what, try to what, get some what, information sure What information are you looking for? Um, well, first and foremost, uh, the nearest bodies to us. Oh. Yeah, is there like a hall boy who can right? summon the Prime Minister a for us? Oh, God, I love that. <laughs> well, 
Oh boy. <laughs> you, you, I mean, let's be honest. When has transporting ever been silent? Yeah, it's pretty loud. So, I mean, the door does open up, and when you guys, if you guys trans, you know, uh, transport, and they're not like, oh my god, we're being invaded, but they kind of get in there and say, uh, Captain, it's 11 o'clock at night, or it's our night shift, or what do you want to call it, night cycle. Night what can we do for you? I've talked to my superiors. I have further information, and I'd like to uh, get, uh, at the very least, have Dr. Zad examine our uh, people that you're still holding. Well, I will get the prime minister f- first. I mean, you're talking, it's like if it's like if you walk up to the White House and ask some sergeant to say, hey, can I talk to the president? So they're kind of a little bit creeped out and need to give them a few minutes to get everything situated. What do you mean they never went down to the planet when it was dark out? Well, no, no, they never went down when it was dark out, but every time they go down, there's always somebody waiting for them. Well, you didn't announce yourself, Captain. (laughs) As I said, you want to communicate with them? Uh, Okay. So, after about 15, 20 minutes, she shows up, and even though it's the, you know, late evening for them. She still is very dignified, walks in, isn't frustrated. It just looks like she might have been sitting there watching her version of I Love Lucy. Because it's the 50s. So. Uh, Prime Minister, I'm sorry to disturb you at so late an hour. I honestly lost track of time being in orbit, trying to track down as much information I could as possible on your situation. Um, I'm afraid it, and it, yes, we've had confirmation from Andoria and from the Federation that Andorians, um, took, that Andorians visited here 250 years ago and did not act well towards your people. Ah, thank you for that information, Captain. The Andorians Uh are willing to make an apology, an official apology, and the Federation is sending a team of negotiators here that will arrive within a week. I was hoping in light of this that we could get our survey engineers back or at the very least have Dr. Zad examine them um, since we don't know what's happened to them while they've been here. I have no problem with a medical examination. We have not mistreated them. Uh, They have been provided food that was edible for them. But just as a note, Captain, you do realize we can communicate with each other without having to beam into my house. <laughs> Please forgive the intrusion. I felt this matter was of the utmost importance and I wanted to, res- I wanted to uh, resolve it as quickly as possible. I completely understand, but just to let you know, you can call me. <laughs> I will do so next time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, see now uh, the captain's gonna choke me out if I ever meet her in person. Okay, so <laughs> it's a good thing you're not coming to SDLV, isn't it? Uh, oh, the stabs, the pains. <laughs> she, she'd get assistance. Oh, She's man. got her crew there. I'm just saying, you know. Okay, so the she sends in her 
sergeants, you know, the, the military personnel that, that patrol the house. And they take you down to the medical, or I'm sorry, to the prison. Um, I do have a prison layout, but it's not that great. I do. I just don't have it real great. This, this is the prison layout I had, but it's not phenomenal. Because it is underground. So we'll use it. You know what? It's better than nothing, right? Heck yeah. So who all goes? Is it all three of you go? Does the captain just go? Oh, I'm sorry. Is the doctor just go? Hey, if they allow all of us, I um, would feel more comfortable with all of us. I'd like to talk to the minister for a little bit more. So if Mr. Etrigan will assist, it will accompany Dr. Zad. I would appreciate it. Appreciate it. Okay. That's no problem. I mean, I mean, for the most part, she's being a very cordial person, even though you right. did basically interrupt her sleep cycle. And she was watching Netflix. <laughs> she was right. trying to chill. You broke 50% of the. Oh, okay. So do that and do that. And now. So we're going to do one in there. One of our friends that you guys have seen before, but he works for this. So, this is what you see. I mean, it's underground. That's why the metals has such a huge impact into you guys not being able to um, scan or scan them. Yeah, get a lock on to them. And then I, the military minister. That's not. That's not the military minister that I used. Is it? Military minister Romulan. He gets slapped. (laughs) Slap his (laughs) happy. The the military minister you meet you guys down there so you can start doing your medically type thing. So how do you want to do this? So you're, you're, you're basically here. Okay. Okay. You're, you got escorted down here. There was no, like I said, there's no issue. They've you've been escorted. No problem. You're down here. And this is one of your, this is one of your, um, people you need to examine. So, tell me how you exam, or create the exam, or do the exam with this this prisoner, or talk to him. How are you going to do right, it? Right, right. Um, and and what rank is this? This, this is. This is down. This is downfall of doing this only once a month. Is I write all these notes, and then guess Aww. what happens to the notes? I lose track of them. That's not it. Nope, that's not it either. Okay. I believe this was a... I, I put down... Here you go. This is Engineer Leader. So this leader. is Janice Torvin. Okay, and he is a Vulcan. Okay. So he is a... Lieutenant Commander. Okay, so entering the cell, I take it it's open and I can go enter. Yeah, they're okay. 
Lieutenant Commander, I'm Dr. Zad. I'm here to uh, check on your condition, your health, make sure that you are being treated fairly. Um, uh, We we have uh, people on the way here to assist with us getting you out of here as soon as we can. Um, How are you doing? And as I'm saying this, I'm taking out some of my instruments, getting my hand sanitizer going and shaking, shaking the hands and starting to do kind of a hands-on exam to begin with on purpose. Now, while she's doing that, I'm going to look at the military minister Mm -hmm. and I am, my goal is to keep him occupied slash distracted, but I'm doing it by explaining kind of to him, you know, this is this is what the doc's doing. You know, she's making sure that her hands are sanitary so that you know we don't spread any pathogens. She has a tricorder that she can use to, you know, kind of check his vitals and this, that, the other. You know, just very bare bones information, but talking to him so that he has to split his attention between him and us. Okay. So the so for the doctor, this lieutenant commander, this Vulcan, is very Confused as to why you're being very handsy with a Vulcan. Uh, he knows the technology and he knows that you don't even have to touch him to do any of those things. And he's kind of giving you this odd, the the Vulcan one eyebrow up as to why you're basically sh- touching his hands and kind of like touching his, you know, air, you know, touching, checking his chest and stuff like that. Because he knows the technology is there and he kind of gives you this look. Now, what we're doing here is I'm using the distraction from Etrigan, we're going to see if the minister pays attention to the odd look that the Vulcan's given you at the same time that you're doing your exam. So for that, I'm actually going to roll for the cabinet minister and see if he catches it. Can this Vulcan not play it cool? Come on, guy. It's a freaking Vulcan, man. So let's see if he's that. And luckily, you picked one of his worst stats. Does he got nothing that's going to help him? Okay. So, the lieutenant commander looks at you and says, Doctor, I'm glad to see you. Our stay has not been horrible. They have not treated us us badly. We were very surprised that we had people, or had uh, ships find us so quickly. We don't understand as to how that happened. Uh... I feel very, well, he's a Vulcan, you should say feel. I am sorry that this was so easy to catch us, or find us. There's no reason for apology, and there's far more going on than you're currently aware of. I just want to make sure that you're okay. And I kind of give him a, a bit of a lingering look, maybe, you know, my, my hand up to my, or my finger up to my lips because my back's currently to, 
to the other gentleman. Okay. To the minister. And they're not aware of nanotechnology. They're not aware right. of all this stuff. So he notices it's, that there is a slightly odd situation, but he's not doing anything to stop it because as far as he can tell, all you're doing is talking to a person in a room that he has total control over. Right. Um, I'd also like to try to get uh, an open tricorder scan going on to get more information than just how the health of the, of the person is doing. Okay. So you're going to bring out a tricorder. Okay. I will let you use a tricorder. Um, as long as you, uh, and you're pointing it towards the Vulcan, right? To start with. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So he doesn't feel, the minister doesn't feel threatened. He will let you continue to use your device. Uh, go ahead and roll a uh, reason and medicine. And you're looking for the situation, just one success. You're inside the shell, so the metal's not interfering with your transmissions inside of it. Okay, good. He is dirty, but everything that everything the uh, prime minister said is true. He is nowhere near malnourished. He's not dehydrated. He is just dirty, and he's got a limited amount of room. I mean, he he actually had injuries. I mean, he still has like a, a sprain. It's I mean, it's it's been it hasn't been that long. I mean, it's only been days, so he still has a a detectable detectable sprain from where he may have hit something in the in the crash, but it's been medically treated at a level that you suspect the Narandrans have. So they've medically treated him to their to level the of technology, of, right? To the best of their abilities. Okay. okay. And is there uh, any way that I can kind of improve upon that to try to? Fix that up a little and make him more comfortable. Most definitely. Okay. So do if you want to, you can do a control medicine to do any kind of. Again, you're you're pointing at the Vulcan. He doesn't he doesn't feel threat. The minister doesn't feel threat, so he's not stopping you. You can do a control medicine and attempt to heal him and and remove the negative effects. And that was amazing. You got two successes. He just looks and says, "Thank you, doctor." It feels much better now. And this intrigues the minister because as the military minister, these people are, are detainees and he is familiar with their conditions. So by seeing, seeing you just wave basically a device over there and see that the Vulcan now is healed, he is very intrigued and in making mental notes of this. Um, Still kind of, you know, waving my tricorder in his direction to maybe kind of offset it a little to get information beyond just him, but maybe his his surroundings getting some information that I could hand over to security or the rest of the crew to. Okay, so you have a medical tricorder, so you're going to have to give me an interesting role. To be able to make it do something other than the medical. And to do it. 
without anybody paying attention to it. So you're basically trying to reprogram it. Okay. Do I also have on me, um, because I do show on my equipment, but I want to make sure that's okay, mm-hmm. uh, a regular tricorder, not just a medical. Mm-hmm. And with the, you know, taking different tools out, you know, I can kind of wave it around his ankle or whatever was sprained as if I was still trying to take additional readings, but then use that to get further readings uh, of the area down here. So you, your equipment says you have a standard tricorder and a medical tricorder? That's what I have on here, but I could be wrong. Okay. I will. It's on your sheet. I'll let you have it this time. I was going to say, if that's an issue, I have a standard tricorder, which, as I was saying before we came down, is going to be open and mapping and scanning. Okay. Okay. The whole time that we're moving. All right. Then I'll just stick with the medical. That's fine. Okay. So here's the deal. Okay. You using a tricorder to heal him is not drawing any attention to by major attention. If Etrigan pulls out one that isn't doing anything, he may have an issue with that. No, I'm just going to leave it in its holster open okay. and scanning. Okay, so you're going to try to turn it on. He kind of turn I it turned on? it on. I turned it on before we came down. Oh. That was the whole point. Okay. Then, okay. I'll let you have it this time. Okay? Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. And presumably there's a way to turn off the traditional scanning noise well i mean you can have the tricorders do have a passive capability but they don't really talk about it in the show can we rig it for silent running (laughs) yeah basically (laughs) you put your you're putting it on mute you know yeah 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 okay so the you get the whole layout and let me lay out and it so that's that one let me make sure I get the right ones here. So he is a that one. Let me make sure I get the right ones here. And he's a human. So we're gonna say this guy is sitting in this one, even though the door is turned away. That you detect that human. And then Oh, I have failed. We'll just do. We'll just say this one. It's the same guy. Okay. We'll just leave it like that. It doesn't matter. So these are, you're detecting the other two. They're all right by each other. And there are several people in here, but for the most part, because you're looking specifically for the races that you're looking for, you detect these three people and they're all within, you know, like I said, a couple of cells. Right. So kind of wrapping up with, with, uh, Torben, mm-hmm. you know, we give us a few days to, to, uh, wrap things up here, behave yourself while I'm gone. And I'm sure we'll be seeing you soon. Very well, doctor. And he goes ahead and sits back down on the, on the makeshift bed type of thing he has. And you could do all three of these things or all, yeah. all the other two. And, but for the most part, it's the same interaction. They all right. are other than being dirty and, you know, maybe torn clothing from, you know, the, the, what you assume is the crash. They're all in pretty much 
good health. I mean, right. they could use a little sun, but it's only been a few days. They're not going right. to have a major impact. And the minister has no issue. Doesn't stop you, doesn't you know, interrupt you, really doesn't even ask you questions. He's just observing to make sure that everything's going okay and you're not trying to freaking steal off with these people. Right. Anything else as you want the, to do with on here? They're, they're all gelled up. Yep. As the as the doctor looks like she's wrapping up with the last one, you know, as the continuing explanation, discussion, and distraction, I, I'll ask the minister, you know, or do you have any any questions that I that I can answer? I'm I'm happy to answer, you know, anything that I'm allowed to. No, uh, I am quite comfortable with the lim- limited interaction we're having at this moment. Very well. <laughs> okay. If you have nothing else, we'll go ahead and shift it back to the captain. Going once, going twice. Okay. So back to the captain. Let me go over. Okay. Click that and remove some tokens. Okay. And just for the captain's awareness, since the minister is not there, there is a security person in there with the with the uh prime minister okay okay captain so do you have anything to tell me um minister i i cannot overstate just how concerned i am that i was not aware of the past your planet has had with the andorians uh I do not know what atrocities they wreaked here. I do not know the details of how your people was treated, but it saddens me that I was sent here without that context. And I would like to do whatever I can within reason to help make up for that. Yes, we have the team of negotiators that will arrive here in a week, but what can I do in the meantime, in ex- possibly in exchange to getting our people back to help start those negotiations off on the right foot? What does your society need to flourish? Our society is quite self-sufficient. We don't have too many needs what we need the most is to be not be influenced or further impact from external influences such as your organization so you want freedom to carve your own path in the galaxy yes i just want somebody to come here and admit that things were done that shouldn't have been done i have no interest in keeping your people I have no interest in really negotiating with your people any further. When the time comes that we might need your assistance, we know we have something that we can use to gain your attention. Unfortunately, it seems we gain your attention even when we don't want it. Prime Minister Lamar, I have a lot of respect for you. You're in a position where you could request any almost anything from the Federation. You could jumpstart your society by hundreds of years in the position you are in, and yet all you want is to forge your own path. That is admirable. That is courageous. I 
I will do everything I can to convince the Federation to leave you alone and to let you prosper on your own and to admit that you were interfered with where you should not have been. See, you may be technologically superior, but I just wanted to show that technology does not always mean how advanced you are. You are absolutely right. You are absolutely right. You have taught us a great lesson. I was interested to see what they would want to negotiate with. And I see that they sent you here basically asking what I, whatever I wanted, which tells me that not only were they aware of the situation, they want to do whatever they can to make us ignore it. When Nalandra is ready to take uh, to move further and move faster, I will watch with anticipation to see just what you do. I I look forward to seeing what kind of impression you make when you're ready to leave to to leave your planet. I like you, Captain. Maybe in the future we could have more meaningful discussions. I certainly hope so. In the meantime, would you like me to? forestall the Federation negotiating team? Oh, please. We have no interest in discussing with them. I just want to see what the Federation was willing to give. If, yeah, no. I can I can stop them from coming. Just give me... Uh, I'll, I can take my people and you won't hear from us until you re- you're ready to talk. Excellent. I will release your people. Thank you very much, Prime Minister. Um... And I leave her a communicator of sorts so that whenever she needs to, she can get in touch with the Federation using something beyond radio waves. That works. She's totally accepts it. She puts it into like a little nook area about her desk. Surprisingly, once she puts it in there, it kind of just. It's almost like a almost like a secret door in it. It's not super secret. It's just not. Openly That's available. Where the candy's at. That's yep. where the candy's at. <laughs> oh. Yep. oh, before I leave, Prime Minister, uh, do your people have any candy? We have many forms of this candy you speak of. We don't quite call it that word, but... All right. Well, I, th- I, believe, I believe Dr. Zad is very interested in trying whatever confectionery you may produce on the planet, your planet of Nalandrin. I will make some available thank you it seems frivolous (laughs) but i like to i like to make my crew happy where i can excellent and she hits a couple of things like little old school big fat buttons and and uh a a minister shows up and it's a it's a trade minister that she introduces as a trade minister trade minister and she looks at her and goes Please give these people, and she says a word, and you assume it. It, it you assume by what you ask, it means candy, but it, it it's sweet. And trade minister just shakes her head and kind of gives a sideways look as to why the hell was I summoned here at twelve thirty at night to <laughs> give sweets? <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, and makes it totally available. Uh, in fact, when your your three engineers are released, it's shipped up in a nice, pretty box. 
and sends up the ship. To quote Deanna Troy, chocolate is serious business. That's right. That is very correct. Are you happy, Doc? I got you some candy. <gasps> you are amazeballs. That's all I have to say. So with that, do you anything further you would like to say to this before she wants to go to bed? No, I think we should let her go to bed. <laughs> okay. So with that, she uh, stands up and gives her gives you what you expect is like a kind of like their version of a handshake. And let's, I mean, if you transport out, she's going to let you go. Okay, let's get everybody out together and let's transport back to the ship. Okay. That will ship back to here. Okay. And I need to contact Starfleet and tell them that they can cancel the negotiation team. So do you want to do that on the bridge or do you want to do that on the ready room in the ready room? Let's do it on the bridge this time. There you oh, go. And who do you want on the bridge? <laughs> Everybody. Everybody. Oh, oh, okay. Well, we're going to say that magically he's all better. Even though Yay! he's been he's been quiet lately. So Okay. So here's the magically or through the incredible medical skill of Dr. Zed. <gasps> oh. oh. Yeah, it was a doctor. Let's, I let's will share my candy. Oh, yeah. Oh, you just dropped your candy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, just to let you know. So the candy they send up is a like a greenish almost like tap. Excuse me. Almost like a taffy consistency, but it's very greenish. But when you eat it, it's like a minty chocolate. Oh. Uh, and then it's like a, it's got a really deep, like cooling taste when you eat it. It's it's like a peppermint patty. Yes, but it's in chocolate form. Awesome. So it's like a thin mint taffy. That sounds amazing. Yes. So you call up the you call up the admiral or who are you calling up? Admiral Jodan again. Okay. Yes, Captain. How does the Admiral? negotiations go? They're over. You can call off your negotiators. I've got our survey engineers back. Um, the Nalantrans aren't really, they're not ready to negotiate for their medal. They're not ready to join the galaxy. They just want to be left alone. I promised the Prime Minister that they would be left alone until they asked for assistance or, or to trade. We are not having access to their material? No, but that means we've got a couple hundred years to use our sample to figure out what we can do with it once we get it. Nobody else will have access to their material either. <sighs> this is disappointing. There is no way we can get communicate or get trade established with this. None at all. Not at this point in time. They're not ready. And I think they're making the right choice. When they are ready, then they will come to the negotiation table knowing exactly what they have and what it's worth.
I will make notes of this in your record, Captain. I'm sure you will, Admiral. Where would you like us to take the survey team? They're healthy and ready to go. We will send somebody out to get them at your next stop. Your orders will come shortly. All right. Sorry if I woke you in the middle of the night. I'm not sure what time it is there. (laughs) (laughs) Your humor escapes me. And he just says, he just gives this look, gives a big old eyebrow. Hope to talk to you soon, Captain. And kind of just cuts communications without any further acknowledgement. Well, I say that mission accomplished. It's good to have our people back on board. It is. I'm glad we had a plan B to get them out just in case. How did that go down there in the uh, dungeons? Um, They were a little confused about all the hands-on attention that they were getting with their exam, but nobody gave us away, which I was quite thankful for. Dr. Zed was an excellent espionage agent. <laughs> we'll have to keep that in mind. <laughs> and Captain, I can't thank you enough for the candy that you brought back. It seemed all I could do. It, it seemed the least I could do after sending you in, into harm's way as an espionage agent. It's not exactly your wheelhouse. <laughs> Much appreciated. I do plan on sharing just as a note. I hope so. It sounds delicious. Oh, I'll try not to chew so loud. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and Grok. The Admiral didn't tell me what to do with our sample. Looks like you get to play with it for a little while. That is excellent news, Captain. I have a few ideas. I'm sure you do. Are we going to have alien candy at every stop? I mean, I, it, might, it might be a thing, right? I suspect that's going to be a thing. Note to self, alien candy. You make it sound like we wouldn't want alien candy. Right? <laughs> now I got to make alien candy for everyone. Great. Good to know. Okay, so for the most part, the story is finished up. So is there any other further RPG or role playing that you want to do? Oh, Doc, I almost forgot. You were going to take a look at Koloth's cold. You remember Koloth, my pet Targ? Oh, yes. Is, it, is he still Is he still <laughs> suffering from that cold? Yeah, last time I stopped by my quarters, he was sneezing everywhere. Have you ever oh, tried to get Targ snot out of upholstery? I can't say that I have, but go ahead and take him to sickbay, and I'll take a look at him right away, Captain. Will do. Thank you. So, so... You have just made tens of listeners very happy to tell them who Koloth is. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you want to go to medical? You, Captain, you need to get me a token for your Koloth. That's right. I can do that. That's your, that's your tasking. So, because until then, I don't have anything for him. But we'll go down to medical anyways, because medical's just fun. Because medical's awesome? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just... It, and let's see if I can come up with anything. You know what? You know what? Hold on. 
me one well, second. Shouldn't be there anymore. Yeah, he he he's watching Netflix. He's just hanging out. Oh, hold on, <laughs> hold on. You know what? I might be able. Give me one second. I might be able to pull up something to work for this. The theme for this week is Netflix and chill <laughs> and candy. Yes, which goes and great with Netflix and chill. There you Obviously. go. Wow, that is big. We don't want to use that. Okay, so we're not going to use that. That is that Miniature is a dog. big character. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, well there, you there you go. There you go. You got a coal. There you go. Oh, that's our. That's our Koloth. Uh, uh, we'll say placeholder until the captain gets me a token. I'd say he's very sick if he looks like that. <laughs> oh no, that's not my poor Koloth. I just sent you a Discord image, but I need to token it. Yeah, oh, you need to token awesome. it. Awesome. That's awesome. Okay, so oh wait, the captain's got to be here to explain what's wrong. Yeah. Yeah, the cap's got to be in here. Looks a little disheveled, all sneezy. Okay, there we go. And go. So he's been sneezing for the past week. And at first, there was just one or two sneezes, but now it's every few seconds. There's snot everywhere. It's disgusting. Have you ever dealt with a cling on animals before? Have I ever dealt with what? Uh, you you got choked up there for a moment. Oh, Klingon animals or Klingon diseases? Um, no. <laughs> Have I dealt with Klingon diseases? Yes, but under protest. Um, let's see what we can do for this poor little creature. Okay, so with that, you're going to have to use an interesting role. Because it is a... But you got xenobiology, don't you? Yes, I do. Son of a... Son of a biscuit. Okay. So mm, it's going to be... candy and xenobiology. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going to use daring and medicine. Because daring. it's xenobiology, yeah. but it's still a strange creature to you that you're a, hold, you are a him. medical doctor. For, hold him, Captain. Yeah. You're so not, daring and what? Uh, daring and medicine. You're you're not a veterinarian per se, so you got to be a little bit creative. Yeah, but a life form is a life form. But no, you'll still get xenobiology. Okay. Oh, yeah, you'll still get xenobiology. You're just going to use okay. daring instead of some of your higher stats, which I'm sure is like control or something like that. And, well, one success is enough. And with that, the doctor professionally helps out this strange little creature that you have that you use as a pet. Da, da, da. He uses a pet? He is my pet. Oh, I'm sorry. Your pet. Thank you. He saved lives. Ooh, Koloth's going to have a backstory that should be interesting. We're going to have to use that. Yes. No, he saved, that's why I brought him with me, is he saved my team's lives when we were investigating... An incident on an abandoned uh, Klingon genetics research facility. He alerted us to the presence of a booby trap. There you go, there you go doctor. He deserves the best of care. He does. Excellent. Well, now we have a healed Koloth. Yay. Okay. And I believe Grok said he had one. Uh, wanted a yes. RP. Okay. Yes. And... Uh, I don't have, like, a lounge. 
type thing. Do you have a hallway? Uh, I'm looking, I'm looking. Uh, corridor, yes. That'll work. Like that? That works. Okay. Oh, how cool. Right. So and it's, it's, everyone's up and off ship for a while. The ship is quiet. Groch comes walking very quietly down this corridor. He stops at, at a door, looks around, makes sure no one's around, and he steps into the mess hall. He closes the door. Computer, lock all doors. Computer, open hidden encrypted file. Grok Lambda 15 Pi. I'm going to end there. What? Okay. So with that, that is our end of the session. Uh, players stick around for a few. I'm going to go ahead and uh, say thank you for listening to the to our second session, part two of our story. We are a growing and expanding group uh, with our production and how our quality is going to increase. I hopefully we will keep you guys listening to us long term. And with that, say bye, crew. Bye, bye crew. crew. Bye, crew. Bye, crew. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, I'm running in the credits. Oh,